hang on a minute. What are we even talking about today? Oh, honey, we're giving the people what they want. We're just going to start recording. Okay. And maybe we will edit some, maybe we will not. Okay. Hello. This feels a lot more real now, doesn't it? Because <laughs> I can hear you in my headphone. Welcome to the Sex Den Podcast. I am Lauren. And I am Camille. And we are drinking iced coffee and it's 10 p.m. <laughs> because this is episode one and everything went wrong. <laughs> Late and night, by best wrong, by runs, <laughs> yeah. we mean... So right. Catastrophic. Yeah. No. Lee Wright. Yes. <laughs> If you could imagine something going wrong, but then it's also right. Okay. It would have been like going to Best Buy. I decide finally what recording equipment I'm going to be using mm-hmm. for my travels and everything. And then, of course, they're out of my brand color of headphones. But it went right because then we went to Target. Target, and boy, did they have <laughs> my exact headphones on sale. Can you believe you still have the sticker on your headphones? Camille, that's because it was the directions. That's the directions. <laughs> it's okay. We'll figure it out. So uh, this is... If, <laughs> Isn't that so satisfying? There is nothing like peeling a sticker off of a new item. I have to tell you that I, <laughs> my vagina just clammed up a little because it made me so sad that I couldn't watch, watch the sticker it. come off. Like, when do you have it's the opportunity the to do that? I know. <laughs> so annoying. Okay, let's start with our weekly update. I'm ready to jump right in. I think we start with our weekly update too. And also, I want to say that our listeners from Instagram Live will know what the weekly update is mm-hmm. because we've been going live for six weeks on Instagram. Or six, six months. months. Six months. It's been since December of 2020. Uh, yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. And so if you are here listening to us from our Instagram Lives, we love you. And if you're new, welcome to the Wolfpack, baby. Ow! Oh! <laughs> that was nice. Oh, I love that. I love that. So, welcome to the Wolfpack. We're so excited. We're going to start like usual. Yeah, we're going to start like usual, which is we always do a weekly update. And then, of course, come on, it's episode one. We are going to introduce you to us. Because, after the fact. Yeah, after the fact. So you know exactly who's going to be talking to you for infinity. For infinity and beyond. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's probably copyright. So to infinity <laughs> and, and above the infinity. <laughs> down low, deep and down. Okay, and then we're going to still have a topic today as well. Yep. How was your week? Damn. I had a week. And I, I had a week in a really great way. I moved... So I, I haven't, I'm sending this to my email list of people, but I moved into nowhere, which is the first time that I've done that in, I don't know, my whole entire life. So you moved into Nomadland. I, I moved into Nomadland and I've moved into a van before, like where I moved out all of my stuff, but I have never moved with no lease or no idea where I'm going to live next. So it just felt right. It feels like... I don't know. It feels fantastic. So I'm going to go to Austin for a little bit. I'm going to go to Miami. I'm going to go to Tulum. But in the meantime, this whole week, I was just moving. And I took my stuff up to Mom and Brett's, mm-hmm. up in Temecula, and 
moving is freeing. To quote my best friend, she wouldn't wish moving on her worst enemy her because worst enemy. it is so tough to move. It's so tough to move. It just rattles you because it's it. You know what it is? It's so many micro decisions, and then also so many big decisions. Like, am I really gonna take these post its now? Like, sh- are these sharpies? How close are they to being uh-huh. out of ink? It's just it's so many little decisions. Oh yeah. For and some so, reason, I'm always stumped on the bathroom choices. Yeah. I have 16 different hair oils. Which one will I use? I always end up taking all of them, <laughs> and then I throw away half of them once I get to my new place because I I come to my senses, and I think, this Moroccan oil is 75 years old. <laughs> it's crispy, and it's full to the brim. It's crispy. <laughs> it's no longer hair oil. It's hair powder. It is, which is, it is now dry shampoo. <laughs> And now we're repurposed, we're recycling, and we are innovative. And so we are green, we are fresh, and we are poshmarking it because <laughs> I am trying to poshmark now. Like it's like I'm poshmarking something for twenty dollars, and I'm holding it in my closet for six months until yeah. someone buys it. Yeah, and then I realize nobody wants my old Penny cheetah loafers. print, <laughs> cheetah print work shirt. Damn it! Which was my favorite Friday look. Yeah. Favorite Friday look. Oh my god. So anyway, that was your week. Oh. My week has been wonderful. Mm. I have released expectations of myself. Wow. With my new business venture, which we'll cover in the about me section. (laughs) And I feel very free. I've been listening to my body more when I need rest, when I need to just binge a nasty ass reality TV <laughs> show, which was the past pretty much three days for me. Yeah. Okay. Shout out Harry Jowsey. I love you so much. Wow. Too hot to handle. Oh my God. Is that a show? <laughs> That's a show he was on season one. Okay. Listen to his podcast and love it. I had to see where it all started for him. Wow. And so I binge watched one whole season in one night and now I'm on season two and I've already seen five episodes. Oh my god. That was actually really fun. I haven't watched reality TV in so long that it was so smutty and I just absolutely love that. That's so good. Yeah, so I feel great. My business is doing great and also this week is the week we're launching the podcast and it just feels amazing. It feels so beautiful and it... I think this is a perfect segue to, yes. <laughs> I feel like I need to drink my coffee in the most <laughs> quiet way. So my straws <laughs> rattling in my something ice cube. so erotic about that. Oh my God. There is, don't you feel good when you do this? <laughs> I am turned on. Are you? <laughs> yes. Unrelated to that, I really enjoy looking at you while we podcast. We typically are looking at the camera when we do lives, but it's more fun to look at my sister. Wow, I love looking at you. Mm -hmm. You're really becoming more beautiful every day. Thank you. Ice coffee sip, and I feel great about my week. So that is my weekly update. Okay, I'm so happy to hear that. I am so excited to be starting this podcast too. And it's been a long time coming for me because I was really trying to decide for a long time what the best avenue was for me and it was stressful and I'm so, so happy and so excited to be here with my sister. You are my favorite person on earth and you have been for my whole life since the moment you were born. That's right. Yeah. 
Let me show my. I love you so much. I'm craving your touch. Let me pick you up. <laughs> Let me pick you up. Lauren loves to still pick me up. Oh my gosh, that makes I sense. don't love vulnerability, so I don't love to be picked up, but I'm working on it. Yes. I let her pick me up twice a year now on <laughs> her birthday, and she gets to choose one additional ho- holiday. And it can be a holiday, it could be in observance of a holiday. So, for That's example, right. if I can't be here for the 4th of July, which I won't, we'll be apart, then I could maybe pick her up later and say it's in observance of 4th of July. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. So how this all was started is based on you and your career and then a random shower experience. And what I mean by that is Lauren used to go live on her stories and one day we were in the shower after a rollerblading excursion. Non-sexually, I feel like we have of to say Of course, it. non-sexually. We don't hook up. We, we are sisters. We do not hook up. We talk about sex. We do all of this. But we would absolutely never even hook up. Pretty much I try to even avoid it if we're in the same house. I won't even. Like, I don't have your issues couch talking about right it. Now, you're, yeah. you're, you're on my couch for two days before you leave for your excursion. Yeah. To think of me with. My husband doing it in the room over makes me want to die. I can't imagine anything worse (laughs) for me. I would be trying to cover up my ears Mm -hmm. and like wishing I had so much wax in them just so that I could not hear. You would put your noise canceling headphones just in case. If I even hear rustling, no, 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 I wouldn't even do it. I'm like, oh no. When we're talking in bed, I almost feel like I need to do it louder so you know it's not a sexual experience. Uh, It's not erotic. So we were in the shower, non sexually, of course. And you were like, I have to go live tonight. We were talking about change and sex. Yeah. And I just said, during during the pandemic. Yeah, that's what it was. Pandemic, yeah. Self-pleasure during the pandemic. That's, that's what, what it, was. it was. Yeah. And I'm like, you're like, do you want to just join me? I'm like, yes. Yeah, I said, do you want to join me? Then it turned into our favorite weekly experience. We couldn't stop. No. And it was so much fun. And it was really cool because I realized that... In what I do, I'm a sexual confidence and personal power coach. And in what I do, I realize that a lot of what I say, a lot of how I feel, it can be a little bit unrelatable because it is a little bit way out there. Like, I shaved my head. I have submissives. Like Yes, your sexual experiences are rare compared to most. They're rare compared to most. And I I realize that my whole life has been, I I don't even know if rare is the right term, but I just have lived outside of boundaries. Very much so. And so... I love having your perspective on everything I do, which is why I come to you for everything in my life because Mm -hmm. you have such a beautiful, grounded perspective and also you're deep as fuck. But you don't talk about being deep as fuck. I do not talk about it, but I do love that. Yeah. People who talk about deep stuff all the time make me a little bit nervous. Yeah, where it's like... But once I get to know mm -hmm. people, I do love to get deep. Right. And talk about deep experiences. Right. And this is the perfect segue into, who the hell are you, kid? (laughs) (laughs) Now, who the hell are you? (laughs) All our our listeners. We're talking about it. What is going on now? Who in the hell? (laughs) Okay. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Lauren White, and I am a woman on a mission to make uncomfortable topics about our bodies and sex and power and just feeling alive and phenomenal. I'm here to make those conversations 
more readily available, more palatable, and more easy to understand. Like, I don't think it is super hard to be happy. It just takes a couple of tweaks. And I'm not talking about if you are um, experiencing clinical depression or something like that. But what I mean is our life, we can complicate our life so much. And I think that when it comes to things like sex, which is literally the foundation of life, it's what brings us into the world. It's what we pursue for our whole entire lives. We learn virtually nothing about it in school. And then we're expected to just go experience it. And a lot of us have trauma surrounding it, shame, you know, we, we have no idea how to self-pleasure. We feel embarrassed. And so my life's work was first being a communication professor. Mm-hmm. So I got my master's at 23. I was obsessed with communication in all forms. I did a lot of feminist studies, a lot of rhetorical mm-hmm. analyses of literature and stuff like that. Yes. And then I was a professor. So I taught people how to feel confident speaking. Like I taught public speaking, group comm. All of that, I taught in a men's prison, a women's prison. I got my legs in communicating with people of all shapes, sizes, demographics, and fell in love with that, but realized that I'm not really an institution person. So teaching in the classroom was limiting because I can only teach certain things, and I'm a wild card. Of you know? course. You know, a wild card. You're not meant to be in a classroom, I, honey. Yeah, I mean, one day, who knows? I could potentially get my PhD someday and, and go yeah. back and create a sexuality course, or I, I don't know what my yeah. life holds. But I do know that I had to branch out and do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And so I had some growing pains, some crazy relationships, and then I landed on this. I landed on coaching, and it is... You landed on She Wolf Lauren. I landed on She Wolf Lauren. And yeah. She-Wolf Lauren is is a fierce, fierce wolf. She is a wolf. Yeah. She's me. Of all wolves. I'm alive. Yes. And I help people feel alive. Yes. And that is the greatest honor of my life. I could seriously cry thinking about it. I was not even, all of a sudden I'm kind of getting a little bit emotional. <laughs> I know. The but microphone really and the headphones sort of made it real. Yeah. It's like, it's real. It feels really good in my body. <laughs> I'm not more, I'm not so much of the crier. I get a little bit excited and getting my body, but I can see how the emotion could be crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No, it feels really oh. good. I so mean, I think feels- you left out a couple of things. Lauren is an excellent writer. She writes a blog to people on her email list and... Her followers, she releases it on her website. Um, It depends. TBD on releases. Sometimes just flows out of your body. You are a sexual confidence coach in the form of doing one-on-one training sessions for 12 weeks or I literally just bit my tongue (laughs) and say 12. Ow! (laughs) 12 weeks, but different sessions based on people's needs and what they can give to you as well. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important that you just started on this venture. It's so successful. You've changed so many people's lives. Yeah. You're now giving back to other people what you've essentially given to yourself for the past five years Mm -hmm. and to me to family members to close friends well thanks sis yeah it's It's been it's been a beautiful journey and I think it's important to say that even in you know I can be a little bit dramatic and Mm -hmm. that's part of who I am of course I'm theatrical I'm theatrical and I like that because I like to live a life of play yes and I think it's fun but 
in all reality, this has this was a wild year for me, like it was for so many people. And so, of course, I'm emotional today. I just moved out of my place yes. today. Like today, today is my final day that I moved out, and it feels like that's the end of that chapter. And then we get to jump into this and start start fresh. It's crazy timing. It's the beautiful. timing just really. And we did not plan this. No, we did not. We always go live on Wednesdays. We decided to dedicate this one day. No. But yeah. last night was your last night in your apartment. It just ended up being this whole series of events that led to a perfect experience. It's true. In your world. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for the space. And yes. thank you to the listeners. And now Camille, who are you? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Who are you, kid? What are you doing here? What are you doing here? I have to start by saying our journeys couldn't be any more different. Right. But they have led us on similar paths, mm. which I never thought was going to be possible. Okay. I would explain myself as extremely tedious, mm. mm-hmm. high achiever. Okay. I am a fun seeker. You really are. I have valued fun my whole life over most things whilst still (laughs) high achieving. So I went to school undergrad for environmental engineering. Yep. In Arizona, Northern Arizona University. Shout out Lumberjays. (laughs) And Jills. Lumberjacks and Jills. (laughs) And I moved to LA briefly after that to work for a water district. I moved to San Diego a year and a half later. I've been in San Diego three and a half years now, I think. That's it? Yes, which seems like much longer. I essentially came to San Diego because I wanted to be close to Lauren. Yes. I have been in a series of different relationships, which I'm sure we'll cover over the whole podcast series, whatever, however many episodes we end up doing. I worked as a mechanical engineer. A year after I moved to San Diego and I was on a quest to find myself after a breakup, I spent a year alone having the best experience and then I won Drunken Night outside of a bar on a little wall, which I'll end up telling that story eventually. Of course. I met who is now my husband. I did not think I would get married ever. I thought I was going to be a cool aunt and I met my husband and we got married eight months later, (laughs) which is an (laughs) unconventional thing. It was the best decision of my life. And then after that, I decided also the confines of a nine to five structured job was going to slowly kill me. Yep. So not only were we starting to do the lives where we were talking about more risky subjects, but on the backside of that, outside of working eight to 10 hours a day for my job, sometimes more, I was building a business with my husband on the side doing wholesale flipping real estate venture and two months ago I recently quit my job (laughs) which we'll talk about as well to follow that passion start a business so now I am an entrepreneur I am a freaky ass bitch (laughs) which I essentially held to myself my whole life yes you did But now I am open to talking about experiences and nothing in my life makes me happier and which is my why for being here in this podcast showing up every single week is because I'm not going to get emotional. What? It is my dream to share with the world the connection that my sister and I share. Mm. And I have had friends my whole life say, I wish I had a sister like that. I wish I had a family like that people you can get deep with, people you're sharing all of your experiences with. I had a built-in best friend my whole life 
And I am ready to share this and breaking the confines of society with the world. I think it's important. I did a very risky thing. I left a super structured, stable position to follow my dreams. And I'm really excited to share that journey with people. I hope to inspire other people to do the same. I do. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful, sis. <laughs> I think it's so important. And I, I think you left out a couple things too. Okay. Because I feel like what you offer to the world is this incredible space for people to be exactly who they are and you find something that you love in everybody which makes you the most supportive person on the face of the earth (laughs) it's really true like no matter what no matter what round two of crying round two of crying (laughs) this is so strange (laughs) okay welcome to our podcast we'll just be crying and laughing (laughs) What is it? Okay. They're like, what's the point? What's the subject? So, um, but you really do offer this beautiful space for people to show up as they are. And then it's like naturally they want to be better. They want to grow because you are so rooted in who you are. And I think that we together have had this dynamic where we offer people different things but Mm -hmm. we really are a duo because I am more bold and in their face Mm -hmm. and you kind of come around back and it's like well what what about thinking about something like this you yeah. know, it's, it's really cool. So I... I give a very baseline perspective, but I do feel it's really relatable to a lot of people. Yeah. I feel like I have been the friend for everyone who is almost offering guidance. I right. I do feel, I mean, I, I don't so much associate with my Zodiac sign. Yeah. But Pisces are supposed to be, this is their last time on earth. Yeah. And I do feel a lot of the time I have been a guide for people who need it. Right. And, and so I, I've trusted you my whole life mm-hmm. to guide me. I thought I was your guide. And then all of a sudden I did this wild mushroom trip and I woke <laughs> up and I'm like, holy shit, Camille is the major arc of our family. Yeah. And, and we didn't say this before, but she's two and a half years younger than me. Camille was a really tiny person. Like, yeah. She was a, like a very elite level gymnast at mm-hmm. a young age. And so very tiny. I was also always giant in comparison <laughs> to you with big boobs yes. and like boy crazy. And uh-huh. she was so just small and whatever and then all of a sudden you have risen like a phoenix (laughs) as the matriarch as the married one she's making me dinner every day like (laughs) sandwiches and shit I'm like what is going on here I feel so taken care of it's hilarious it is funny but it's I mean it's great I think that people will hear that which is why I'm I mean hello it only makes sense we do this together it only makes sense we do it together it's our fate it's our destiny I really do feel like it yeah I cannot wait I can't either. So what we do, been what do we do now? <laughs> so wait, now what? <laughs> now what do we do now? <laughs> so we we're going back and forth on what we should do as the first subject. Right. And we have so many things we want to talk about. Yep. So many things from our lives. Um, just a little bit of a story. We had Lauren specifically ran a page for the sexton. It was demolished it was because deleted. the patriarchy, how dare they? A lot of our videos and content were deleted, so we have a lot of that stuff to cover because I want everyone to hear. It was so great. I know. So to clarify, I run She Wolf Lauren. That is my personal brand and my personal page. I started another Instagram page called The Sex Den, 
and invested lots of time and energy into creating content for there. That's where we would go live. And it was growing and growing and growing. And then one day we went to go live and it was just completely gone. No warning, no signs. I knew it. No anything. And we were, it was just like, you can no longer log in and it, it never came back. And so, no, so instead of being super sad, we're like, cool, let's just start a podcast. Yeah. And so that's where we are. And this is episode one. And so one of the things that I love to do is get user and, or not user, come on, user feedback. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. Listener feedback. What is this, an app? <laughs> um, <laughs> How many stars? Give, oh, by the way, by give, the us way give us five stars. stars. <laughs> and subscribe if you like it. Yeah. <laughs> Click and subscribe and be our friend. So. Yeah. User feedback. Oh my gosh, Camille. We love to hear hear from our wolf pack. Yeah. We love to hear from our wolf pack. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we love to do is answer questions. We address polls. And so for this episode, I got, I put up a Q&A yesterday on my story and got a phenomenal question. And it seems like an excellent episode one anchor. Yes, it is. Okay. So the question is. Is it wrong to break up with someone because the sex isn't good? Rum bum bum. I feel like there should be music a here. dramatic piece of music. Yeah. What if we just burp? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just projectile vomit. Yeah. <laughs> I just get I... really hairy. Yeah. <laughs> this question is so interesting and also has so many layers deep it really depends on the circumstances I will just say that it really does depend if the sex I have a way to answer this immediately okay you go for it I have so many thoughts I need to wrap my whole entire brain around it okay normally if someone's asking me a question like this it's because they're experiencing bad sex in their relationship and they're wondering they're asking permission to leave they're asking me they're saying am I a terrible person if I leave because the sex is not good and the the answer that I would give to this particular person is I know you didn't ask the question that way but you are not a terrible person because if good sex matters to you then it's not a bad reason to leave If you are thinking, wow, I love pleasure, I love to come, I love good sex that involves communication, I'm curious about being bi or poly or open, Mm -hmm. then yeah, uh, no, you leave. It is a term to leave. It's okay. I was going to just say while you were thinking of that, in my head what this question goes to is there are other things wrong in the relationship as well. Yeah. And sex may be the thing that you can hold on to. That's the reason you're going to leave. Ooh, but if sex is a problem in a relationship, I think there is almost all of the time a communication issue as well. Yes. So something that I say to a lot of my clients and I kind of preach this to the choir, I will probably get this tattooed on my body at some point because I will – I don't even know. I'm going to have just a bunch of quotes. I'm not super, like, cool with art. I know. But I want to get a bunch of words. Okay. One of them is, sex is never just about sex. Or, sex is almost never 
just Almost about sex. never just mm-hmm. about sex. Sometimes there's an issue where it's like, okay, somebody is struggling with no libido or they're unable to become erect or yeah. whatever. But it is almost never just about sex. And so if you're asking a question like, is it bad to leave if the sex isn't good? Like Camille said, check in with yourself and frame it as if the sex were great, is everything else in the relationship great? Yeah. I mean, I heard a quote. I swear, I think I was maybe 12. Like, I was really young. I, I was, it was on Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz. I mean, I haven't listened to Dr. Oz. Dr. Mehmet Oz. <laughs> Dr. Mehmet Oz. Is that his name? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was on Dr. Oz because I have a very vivid memory of this. And I heard this statistic. I don't even know if this is related, but I'm almost positive this is related to this question. <laughs> I am confused. If, <laughs> if you have a good, consistent sex life, sex is only 10% of the relationship. Okay. If your sex life is off, it becomes 90% of the relationship. Wow. So if the sex is bad, it's like pretty much all you're thinking about. I know. It's so crazy. I mean... <sighs> I can't imagine a world in where I could have an everlasting relationship with someone where the sex was bad. But I have been in relationships where the sex is bad, but I did not mention it because I knew so many other things were wrong. Right. It's it's like people come to me for sexual confidence coaching when they've also addressed all these other areas of their life. Yes. It's like they'll come to me and say, hey, I'm thinking that the sex is off. I cannot tell you. I mean, and this is, don't be afraid if you're wanting coaching, but I'm not exaggerating. Like five or six of my clients have gone through a breakup during our coaching because they realize that it isn't about the sex. It's that they're not prioritizing themselves. And so they realize their relationship is not what all it was cracked up to be. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. So when we're talking about sex, it's, it is so important because it's an indicator of so many other points in the relationship for example if you have a really great sex life like it's hot and cold and fire and passion and blah 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 blah, but it's a little bit unhealthy because you're fucking to get over you know an argument or sex it's mostly makeup sex or it's mostly hate sex where you're actually pissed but you're, you're having sex just to get over it that too is an indicator that other aspects of the relationship are probably hot and cold, fire and passion. You're breaking up. You're getting back together, having the best sex of your life. Oh, you're yeah. Thinking out. You know that. I've been in those. I've been in those. Yeah, and it's exhausting, but it's also exhilarating. It's exhilarating, but, but you're trust crazy. Me, you're crazy. You're crazy. If if sex is the only thing you have in your relationship, it's just as bad as if it's the the thing you don't, don't have. have. Of course. Yeah. Sex can't be the only, it can't be the anchor. It can't be like the only thing that you have. It, it cannot It's an be. accumulation. If you're having good sex, if you're having great sex, where you're communicating about stuff, both people are feeling really at ease, comfortable, chances are the rest of your relationship is pretty damn good. Yeah. Like when I think about happy couples that I know, and I'm really excited to say that at this point in my life, I know a shitload of them. Yes, A year do. ago, I knew one. It was yeah. you. Uh-huh. Now, now you're meeting. Now I'm meeting 
so many amazing couples who are really truly in love a lot of them have very open communication about sex a lot of them are open yeah I I wanted just to give this this person who asked this question a little bit of advice because I went through something where I was a little unhappy in my sex life okay I'll be honest about it uh I am with my soulmate yes and I ended up sitting down after journaling and actually openly talking to my partner about this and we worked through it it's it's it was mostly a concern of mine and it was an insecurity. And after talking through it, we've worked through these things and the sex life has become much better. Okay. And our sex life has always been great. Yeah. I mean, really great. Our relationship <laughs> basically started off of our sex life. It did start off as sex. It did Not start basically. it off. It started off as a one night stand, gone right. completely right. So our sex has never been an issue. Right. I was having a worry and talked about it. I will tell this person. Sit with yourself first and think if sex is actually the issue. If you see this person being your forever partner, they're fantastic. Your family's vibe. You have the best communication. If the sex is the only thing that's wrong, you have to talk to your partner about it. Because otherwise it's going to eat you inside. Like I said, it becomes 90% of the relationship and you will end up leaving something that could have been great. If it is the sex alone that is wrong, you have to communicate with your partner. If it's that it's going too fast, it's going too long, you're not coming, you need to incorporate toys, you forgot to tell him where your clit was a year ago and you still forgot to tell him now. (laughs) You forgot to tell him (laughs) where your clit was a year ago. You were maybe faking it. (laughs) Think about it. If you were faking it, I was in a relationship where I went so long faking that it felt good that it got too awkward for me to ever tell the person that I was never coming. What do you mean? That was literally my story that I I had a whole entire story. Oh, yeah. Where I was faking orgasms for two years with someone. Then we yeah. started dating for real. And I had yeah. to have a full-on conversation. Uh-huh. Like, this is the most awkward oh, yeah. day of my life. But by the way, I've never had an orgasm. I didn't even know how to make it happen. Oh, I know. And that happens to so many people. Yeah. I was like 22. Uh-huh. So if you communicate with your partner and they... It's a very awkward conversation. I think that it can be awkward. It's not, well, it's not okay. awkward. It's just hard to verbalize something like that. I think it's hard and I also think too fucking bad you have no choice. Too fucking bad. You do not you have, have no a choice. choice. Are so you going to go your whole life with a bad up. sex life? No. Bu- no. Buckle up because sometimes in life the hardest conversations to have are the ones that will break you the most free. Yes. Like you, we have to be leading our lives in a direction of we're going to do this because we have to. It's burning in your heart, so you have to. So do it. Yes. Talk to the person. And if you, I love what you said, Camille, and it's something that I recommend too, is write down your concerns first Mm -hmm. so that you don't go into a conversation not knowing what you want to say. Yeah. So go, write it down. Get right with you. What's the conversation you want to have with you? Yeah. Where are you showing up? Where are you not showing up? Mm -hmm. You know, you know, get right with you. Get right with you. And then Present approach it. it. And yeah. I've done this in a couple of ways. I, I do not recommend doing this in bed. No, do we this, talk about this a lot. Do this over dinner. Do this on a car ride. Yes. Do this on like a 
Maybe if you're even Tuesday watching night. TV, I've done it before where yeah. you just kind of pause and you're like, hey, something's been on my mind. Yeah. You're already sharing something, so you right. just have another conversation. I have even read things directly from my journal okay, because yeah. I feel in that moment, if I've spoken my truth to myself, that those words are are well representative of how I'm feeling. Yeah. So I'll read them to my partner directly. Right. Um, whatever feels comfortable to you. I think there are a few ways your partner will react. And those ways that they react are also going to tell you if that's your partner for life. Yes. And this is something that I love to say. And it's something that I need to remind myself of every day. Mm-hmm. When we show up in our truth, regardless of how the other person may react to it, we have the opportunity to be responded to with the other person's truth. You can more easily see other people for what and who they really are when you show up as who you really are. If, If sex and your pleasure is really important to you and you voice that, then you get to have a response from somebody about... If that's important to them or not. If you never voice it, you never know what their true reaction is to the true you. I think you should share what experience you had when you were unhappy with frequency. Oh, yes. Because that was a concern of yours in in a partnership. Yes. And it, the reaction did not go well. It did not go well. No. So this happened to me. I was... And we're going to use... We should use code names. Okay. For every call, one of our partners. Let's call... This is a Long hint. John. <laughs> Long John. Long John Silver. Long John. <laughs> okay. Long I'm John. I'm writing down Long John Silver because I think that's hysterical. Okay. Long John Silver. Yes. So Long John Silver and I had been together for about a year and change. Yes. Year and a half. I was really feeling like I wasn't having enough of a connection in the bedroom. Of course, it was representative of other things, but we're going to isolate it to this one instance. Yes. I was so frustrated because this person continued to tell me, we have sex three times a week. That's perfect for a couple going through everything that we go through. And that's what I'm willing to offer. Except for it wasn't three times a week. It would be maybe like once a week and then two times or three times the next week. And I felt like it was really unfair that I had no say in my own sex life. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what do you mean? What if sometimes we have sex at night, like, I don't know, on Monday, and then I'm super horny on Tuesday. I I felt like I couldn't come on to him or like I couldn't express that I wanted to have sex unless I was like doing a calculation in my head of how many times we had had sex that week. And then oh I would, God, and then it's I would stressing like, me out. it's so stressful. And then I would initiate it and he'd say, well, we just had sex three days ago. Or so, oh my and God. it was like, it, yeah. talking about it, it makes me feel, it was almost abusive. Like it makes me feel very sad. It makes me feel tense in my body because it, you were so willing to discuss your emotions and yes. your feelings and they were never It was, I didn't feel heard. And so after having this conversation multiple times, literally crying on the couch when this person would go to sleep, Long John Silver, I finally, he was out of town for work and it flowed out of me, of course, in the form of writing because I am an excellent writer. So I began 
writing down with my hand, I wrote like a seven page letter. And yes. I know that's excessive, but it's me. I'm long winded. So I wrote a letter and just read it to him. And the person basically didn't speak to me for three days. Mm-hmm. He said, I don't think I'll ever be able to give you what you want. And we ended up not in that instance but we did break up Mm -hmm. and it wasn't just about the sex but it was about the fact that it did not matter how I presented the information I have my master's in communication like I Mm -hmm. pride myself on my communication Mm -hmm. my ability to express myself and also my ability to collaborate and work together and be an amazing partner like I was so frustrated and so exacerbated but that we did end up breaking up and it was about that that genre yeah and once again, I wanted you to give this example because it's a great example that in your mind it was this issue with sex right. and physical connection, mm-hmm. but when you relayed that information so well, it ended up being so much more obvious that it was a communication issue. Right. And that was sort of the start of you realizing it was a communication issue in so many other areas. In so many other areas. Yeah. So I really, really encourage this listener to, and any listener going through this, sex is life. Sex gives you zhuzh. Sex is something you share with your partner, potentially others if you're open. Love that. Yeah. Something you intimately share with your partner Think about this, and I love to use this because this has guided me through my life in the past three to, yeah, three years specifically, is when you're looking back on your life when you're 80 years old, just picture yourself as 80, Mm. imagine if you are living now exactly the way it is right now, are you going to be your happiest self that you live this way, or would you rather see yourself doing something else? Okay, so to reiterate, when imagine yourself as an 80-year-old. Yes. Is your 80-year-old self kind of proud, proud of the person you are right now? Yes. Or are they like, damn it, come on, get out of that situation? Or yeah, like, you do gotta something say different. something. You gotta say something. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, express it now. It's like, you, got help. you can't wait any longer, oh. you know? It's like, we could literally die tomorrow. I oh mean, my God, who knows? You have to just express your truth, especially sexually. I feel like it's just it's, something that we're just in our freaking clamshell. We, <laughs> pun intended. Yes, but you open it up and there's that pearl, honey. There's the pearl <laughs> and she's your clitoris. And she's a clammy clam clitoris. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what just Okay, Clammy Clam Clitoris. Thank you so much. We have the name for our first episode. Clammy Clam Clitoris. Yes, that is. Oh my gosh. Okay, and I I have another another metaphor or another way that I like to imagine this. Okay. Yes to 80-year-old self. Also, Mm -hmm. yes to imagining yourself as a movie character. You know when you're watching a scary uh, movie or you're watching a movie yeah. and you're like, just kiss her or like, just run or yeah. just get out of there. Imagine yourself as your main character. Mm-hmm. You are your main character. You're your main so character. imagine what you'd be saying to yourself if you're watching the tension build up, if you're oh watching my God. the person kind of like not really pay attention to you, not really be there for you. And you're like, oh, like you oh want my God. to see the main character get fucked, right? Like hard. Or like, In this <laughs> scenario, I I am picturing them having sex. 
And uh, he's going to the bathroom like, yeah, that was great. And then she's laying there and her eyes are just rolled. And she is like, all these little balloon, like air bubbles with thought bubbles yes. are popping up. And it's like, I didn't even come. He didn't even touch my clit tonight. All he these didn't things. even ask me if I liked that. And it's like, ah! and yeah. you're like, just tell him. Yeah, like, just run tell him. Run in the bathroom. And just, <laughs> nope. Slap that wall. Back into yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, okay. So, that one got away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Canceled, am I right? <laughs> Shit. We'll cut that out. Just literally, no. <laughs> Literally episode one. It's like canceled. (laughs) Shit. Okay. Okay. I think we've really done well covering this topic. I think so too. And I think that we will have so much more to say on this because there is so much more to say on this. I know. And in addition, should we do one listener question? Yeah. I think it'll depend on everything to see how many listener questions we answer every time TBD but this time we should just answer this one because I think it's really great I think it's really great too Mm -hmm. okay would you like to read it or would you like me to read it oh I'll read it it's in my handwriting okay (laughs) could read it if it were could read it if that is in Chinese characters okay (laughs) is that Mandarin we have here okay um it says simply and very clearly what is your opinion on swingers (laughs) Love them. Do them every night. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love to swing. What are we talking about here? Tree swings? Yeah. <laughs> swinging like a monkey? I yeah. mean, I don't know. Swinging like a monkey? Swinging? Where am I swinging? <laughs> swinging my golf club? Yeah. Swinging my bat? Swinging... <laughs> swinging a lasso. I mean, give me a break. What? <laughs> swinging your dick around. Yeah, okay, here we go swinging. again. <laughs> okay, what... Is our opinion of swingers. Well, I was one. Well, you were one. And am I still kind of? Yeah. I love a swinger. Yeah. I was a swinger. Yeah. And I would do it differently now, but I was a swinger for two Uh and a half years. I think they're wildly underrated. (laughs) Yeah, I think that, no, I think what it is is they're wildly misunderstood. Because we think that swinging means like you and your partner don't actually love each other and you're getting pleasure outside of your marriage because your connection isn't good enough. And in reality, what I've experienced in the swinging community or as a lot of people that swing call it the lifestyle are the most communicative, the most women-centered, the most sex positive. Although there is some homophobia in the swinger community about mm. men who identify as bi or people with penises who identify as bi. Because, I want to reject that. Yeah, I want to reject that too. We love that. we love bi men. That's right. They're my favorite. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> we know they are. Yeah. So, uh, so my opinion is was one, still am one. Sometimes I'm a unicorn, which means that I will hook up with couples by myself yep. and, and be included in a threesome. Yep. I love group sex. Mm-hmm. So I think that that community for me although now I'm sort of in this looking for love phase Mm -hmm. not as much just sex but I do love an experience like that and so swinging Mm -hmm. to me is a fabulous way to express yourself and to switch up your sex life if that's something that you're into I think so too I think I love them I have extremely open conversations with my husband Mm -hmm. we will probably do this yep and we'll be open together Right. In the future. Okay. Um, not individually yet, but honestly, I just don't say no to anything anymore these days. Right. So I think it's... Well, you say no to some things. Oh, I'll 
say no to We sometimes. have to have boundaries. I'm sorry. My God. I'm getting better at boundaries. You are. I'm really working on my boundaries these days. Um, I, I won't say... Never. I, yeah. I'll never say never. So I can't say I will never allow, you know, my partner to sleep with someone else without right. me or me sleep with someone without them. So keeping all conversations open and free, mm-hmm. wanting your partner to experience things other than just you for the rest of their lives because we are soulmates. We will be together forever. I know it. And so I love swingers. I honor them. And I also honor the type of communication that it takes to become a swinger in a couple situation. So it's an ongoing communication. I think the communication around sex and needs is often heard and very often talked about. So I really love that. I love it too. Yeah. I think that's it, everybody. Did we do it? We really did. Should we high five right over the microphone? Yes. <laughs> that was good. Camille, we did it. Welcome to the sex den, everyone. Welcome to the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the sex den. It is our greatest honor to have you, and... Thank Man. you so much to everyone who has been here with us since the very beginning, December 9th. 2020 for the first one on live we are here baby we are here for the masses man we are here thank you so much to all our new listeners we love you rate subscribe rate subscribe let us know what you think this is epi epi one and you know it's it's going down and it's going up and it's going all around (laughs) so it is we love you we love you so much